welcome to the Self-Assured and Savvy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Zalinchuk, entrepreneur, empowerment coach, and your life bestie. I'm here to bring you all the things from personal development, mindset, strategies, and life in general. This podcast is meant to nurture your ambition in a sustainable way, show you how you can elevate your life to new levels, prioritize yourself, and have a whole lot of effing fun while doing it. So come along for the ride and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, my friend. Oh, I'm so happy to be here today and sharing this podcast episode with you. And if you're new here, like, welcome to the fucking crew. Thank you for being here. I'm so thankful that you chose to tune in today. If this is your first episode or like 40th millionth, I don't care. Actually, I'm not at million episodes yet. But anyways, um, I've had, I want to share something that I've kind of like had a very like aha moment about. And I don't know where this came from. Maybe it's just in like kind of the conversation I've conversations I've been having at work and just kind of like the things that I'm doing. Cause I like, I love personal development. I love like having that curiosity and wanting to experience things or like, I love it when I have the self-awareness of when a trigger comes up and I'm just kind of like, Hmm, that'd be interesting. What is this trying to teach me? And weirdly, I feel like I'm on this healing journey especially like trying to look at my my triggers as teachers and I'm actively kind of like putting myself in uncomfortable situations like like that push my comfort zone um be it from like going to networking events or starting something new or like like I'm taking up tennis and brand brand new to it um like last week's episode of just kind of being like my mantra is like I can do hard things like this has kind of been the the season that I'm in and I'm finding it to be really really fun like it's it's very kind of I don't know I'm just looking at things with a different lens and I really like it but I've been having these very like aha moments or just moments of realization or self-awareness around certain things and one of them being is like I want to like deconstruct this idea or this like need that we we sometimes have and especially as like women I really really see this in women more than men or like are people that identify as um, a man and, and people that identify as women like this is who I I really see it in and that is apologizing for like sucking at things or being a beginner at things and like I'm not talking about like intentional mistakes like I'm not talking about like you actually wanting to go out and like ruin someone's day or do something malicious these aren't the the mistakes that I'm talking about or the suckiness that I'm talking about I'm talking about when you're like like when you're starting a new job and you're you're taking kind of in you're training and maybe you make a few fumbles here and there and you're like oh my god I'm so sorry like you kind of get into this like guilt shame cycle like I suck and you start just saying having like this really negative thought pattern go through your go through your mind and then but in reality that's totally normal it's totally normal to make those mistakes when especially when you're first starting a job and as long as you're like apologizing and like actively trying to be better those are kind of the mistakes in the situations that I'm talking about and like I said I kind of think this conversation has definitely been been around um I shouldn't say been around. I I think this is something that not many people realize. And I have two kind of directions that I want to go with this. I'm like I said, this is a really a really an aha moment for me. And 
I'm just, I'm gonna use the podcast to verbally process kind of the thought that I had, work through this download, and you know what? Who knows what direction this is gonna be, but I, I know my intention is to make this a very positive and uplifting um, episode so that you feel inspired, but I didn't make any notes. I made like a few points that I wanna talk about, and so we'll, we'll see how this goes. We'll see, we'll see where the tangent takes us, so buckle up, it's gonna be a ride. Okay, so like the first direction that I want to go with this conversation or like kind of scenario to put yourself into or hopefully you can relate to this. Now, before I dive into this story, like obviously there are going to be nuances to like to what I'm sharing. Um, I'm going to kind of talk about it in like um, and I'm uh, like a boss to employee setting, like especially if you're in that um, middle management role where you are responsible or like middle management role or supervisor where you are responsible for overseeing a team of people like frontline workers or just staff. Like they're just, you have a team below you. Um, uh, so that's kind of who I'm speaking to. And especially if you're a part of the hiring and firing process, because one thing that I really love about, like myself and my my um, career journey that I've done and like the really the deep dive work that I've done is I have always been inspired by thriving workplaces, by thriving teams, by companies that are crushing it, that that like treat their employees well. Like I'm, I know that that is absolutely possible, but I'm also completely aware that not all workplaces are like this and that workplaces can be extremely toxic, that they can be, um, something that you absolutely dread going to like in it. I, I, I recognize that. Um, and so I would love nothing more than for every single workplace to be filled with inspiring people, a place where you can walk into every day, where you are excited to be there, excited to serve in whatever capacity that it is, excited, like excited to be aligned with the values of the company. Like I would love nothing more than that, but that's not the reality of the situation. Um, however, what I can speak to is my experience as a person who has worked at a place, I've worked at multiple places where I was insanely supported. I had amazing bosses to show me the way early on, to show me what it meant to be a leader, not a manager, what it meant to build teams, pour into people, um, like have different dynamics among that, amongst the team and how to navigate that. And mind you have also showed me like humility and like integrity and like gotta roll the punches and just being, being adaptable to change. So I'm very thankful that I've had that path laid out in front of me, that I've had people like that in my career journey, but I'm also so fucking proud of myself to be that person for people. Um, and, I, and I say this confidently because I still, like, I, and I'm like talking about the hotel, I opened the hotel that I, I currently work for and I started as a, like a, a supervisor and I worked my way up. I became the manager and then I moved to a different department. I like navigated um, like the pandemic while laying off all the staff and then bringing them back and yada yada. And one thing that I realized over that the course of that five years is how important my team was to me, um, how important it was to the success of my role, to the success of the business. Like I, un I understood that. And um, there, there are certain like 
things that I'm very, very proud of myself for accomplishing. And one of those is being able to be a pretty damn good boss. <laughs> now, and it's not saying I'm without like failures or criticisms or fuck ups along the way, <laughs> not at all. But I, there, there's been um, uh, a conversation that's been happening at work that's really, like I said, sparked this idea or this aha moment or this download. And like I said, there's there's two thought patterns to this. So this is thought pattern one. <laughs> um, and so that being when you are manager of a team and you have different different personalities, different types of people on your team, and sometimes one person isn't jiving, one person isn't pulling their weight, um, one person is routinely making mistakes, one person is just like, they're, they're the, I'm gonna say like quote unquote weakest link out of everybody. Um, now sometimes it might not be one person, like it might be a collection of people, but you you realize that this person, when they weigh them down, like what ends up happening, some of their some of their mistakes that they make impact the team. And like say they have to clean up the slack or clean up the errors, or especially if it's like a customer um, service-based role, and let's say person A makes mistakes that person B on the next shift has to deal with, like with an angry customer, that's never fun. Um, but, it, but it happens. Like this is just kind of, again, the reality of certain situations. But that's the kind of like, um, like type of person that I'm talking about where there's just their struggles, they're not pulling their weight, they're not jiving, they're not getting it. And you as a manager know that in order for your employees to succeed, you need to make sure that they have certain, like all the tools and resources and the training provided so that they can flourish in that role. And so you've, you've done your due diligence. Like, and again, you're, you're, you're doing it with them. You're doing it with the team. Like you're like, here's, I've, you know, you got hired, you did the onboarding and we had a training process that was set. You did this. We had multiple check-ins, you know, um, opportunities for reviews, um, give and take feedback in like ways that you're going to hear. Like, so there's certain things that you can do to make sure that that person is doing their job. But if you've done everything, if you've done steps one through five and the person is still making mistakes, this is the problem. If they're, if you've done steps one through five to make sure that they are supported, that they have everything that they need, that they can, so that they can do their job and they're still actively making mistakes. Well, it's your decision as a manager or as a, like an employer to make the decision if you want to keep them on their team, hence a probation period. Um, and so within this probation period, I fully believe that it is um, like as much as the employer to the employee, like at that point, it is your time to like evaluate to make sure that if this person is right fit for the role, if they're gonna jive with the team. And then if at that point you can release some, like you can terminate someone's employment during that probation period, like without, like you can just say, hey, it's done, it's not working out. Thanks, thanks for your time, best of luck to you. Um, again, obviously there's gonna be lots of nuances to this. I'm just kind of talking in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also during that time, I fully believe that that three month period is for the employee who is hired to evaluate their employer of like, does this person work with my lifestyle? I believe very much it's a two way street, but let's just say during those three months or even afterwards, cause you can fire someone after that, you, you have an employee who's continuing to make mistakes and you're getting frustrated because you know, you have done, you've gone through the things you've done steps one through five to make sure that they are set up and they keep routinely making the same mistakes. Well, at that point, your your decision, you can choose to let them go. Let's say you decide to let them go. You're like, you know what? This is for the best of us. Goodbye. You obviously then have to tell the rest of your team. You have to tell the rest of your team, hey, like, you know what? We had to let go of, like, we let go of this person. 
usually you can't really talk about the reasons for firing people because that's really that's that's confidential or whatnot and sometimes people know like it's just it's obvious but let's just say outside looking and people are kind of like ah that was like a shock you know minor story sometimes when I've in the past when I have fired employees when I've had to let people go for various reasons and when I would say to the team like hey so-and-so's like no longer with us like and I would always say like hey if you have any questions or concerns like please let me know like I I never wanted to like keep a, a closed door I would have some employees come up to me and being like 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 why why were they let go I've made like I made that mistake once and you know, I wasn't fired for it. And then my response was, okay, well, the, the context is different because I've given you both like steps one through five, each of you. And when you made that mistake, it was a genuine mistake. Like it was just like, oh, like you fucked up. You got the feedback, you learned, you coached, you implemented to be better moving forward. And you did better moving forward and continue to do better moving forward. But this person may have actively chosen to continue to make that mistake like again this could be like a compounded effect this could be over a while but this is a question that i've i've received back i'm like i definitely look at the patterns of behaviors of when mistakes happen and i'm also a pretty fucking patient person (laughs) um because i really believe in making sure that employees are are set up for success so that they can thrive and that they can do do their job well like that is again something i'm very like that's always been my intention when it comes to supporting my teams. But when it has been, I've come to fire somebody and I have to kind of, when employees come to me with questions, I have to say like, hey, like, you know what, maybe if you're using this example in this scenario, the context of this scenario is different. And it might not be like, the employee who didn't get fired, they don't see all the things that went on behind the scenes. They don't see all the the, the challenges or the issues that, that may have come up. They're just looking at it from their perspective. But that is something that I've, I've gotten. And with that, it, it has made me think of like, yeah, there's there's lots that can go on. But if you're a person who is taking in feedback and wanting to be better and and, and grow and like and know that there's going to be ebbs and flows with life, you're absolutely going to be a bit you're going to be more successful than the person who doesn't want to like try or they keep being in the same patterns of behaviors that are not really self-serving and that's 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 tricky that it's it's absolutely tricky but in those moments where you are actively trying to do the best that you can put your best foot forward and you fumble i it's so much more easy to be like you know what you've tried get up do it again let's let's go again how can i support you better moving forward what do you need to succeed what are your questions how did you feel about that situation like take stock of what happened in in said situations and why i think this is such a uh like a cool topic or like interesting how the situation at work how this is like kind of again verbally processing for me is that that can be this like kind of attitude can be applied in other things so now i'm going into thought pattern two (laughs) Because I will hang my hat on the fact that a lot of the personal development that I did and I experienced through in my years of being a manager and my intention to always try and be the best version that I can because I fully believe in taking care of myself so that I can better show up for others definitely started with my role at work. And, and I got to see quick results and I got to see the transformation in myself and I got to experience it firsthand and feel those connections and feel that like uplifting, uplifting, thriving career team role. Like I've, I've experienced that. Yeah, there was a side to it where I was like, 
I've talked about how burnt out I've got. I've talked about those things. That is a, that is a, an aspect of it. Absolutely. Again, ebbs and flows, duality and everything. There's the balance, the yin and the yang. You can't have one without the other. I get it. But I also, because I've learned that in my role there, I've been able to carry it out into my life. Like, like I said, I'm starting tennis for the first time and I suck. <laughs> like terrible, but it's so much fun. It is so much fun. And I, I really like it because it's just once a week I go solo. Now I finally have some like tennis friends and we're going to meet up on the weekend. We're going to go play tennis together. Like that's great. Um, but it's one of those things when like I've caught myself doing it when I'm playing, like when I'm rallying with someone and say, I like make a terrible pass or I just kind of like the, the few rallies that have come to me, I just like shit the bed on it. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, Oh my God, I'm sorry for doing that. I'm sorry for doing that thing or making you run. And like, it's so normal to say, I'm so sorry. But truly when I say like, cause there's a good, there's, it's pretty even man to women in the, in this, um, like gender split there. And I definitely hear the women saying it more than the men. Like the men just don't care. They're just like, yep, yeah, they're, they're new. They're here. And I'm like, you know what? I want that confidence. I don't want to apologize for being a beginner and sucking because I am actively showing up each week, taking in what the coaches are saying, learning it, applying it and having fucking fun while doing it. And you know what? it has made the experience so much more enjoyable because I could go into those tennis lessons and have a terrible practice and absolutely suck. And I remember when I was like a teenager playing volleyball, if I had a bad game, oh, was I pissed off. If I didn't perform the best, I was like, what the fuck? And like, I would be so angry after games or tournaments. Like it was wild. Now, I wish I had this self-awareness as a teenager, but I definitely didn't. So I can speak to it now as a 30-year-old who has a bit more life experience under her belt to know that when the bad happens, the bad happens. Just let it happen. Let it be an experience. Let it, let it be what it is and move on. Show up the next day. Show up to practice the next day. Show up again to be on, on the court. Show up again to be on your mat. Show up again to do the hard thing, whatever it might be. That has what's made the difference in success because you're not choosing to to give into that story of like, I suck. You're, you're choosing yourself and you're choosing the story of, you know what? I'm being a beginner at this and I'm having fun while learning. And I know that there's going to be the ups and downs. I know there's going to be the ebbs and flows. Some days I'm going to be on fucking point. Other days... I'm going to miss the mark a little bit. And that's just how it goes. That's kind of the beauty of life and the beauty of learning something new and the beauty of trying something new and, you know, just shaking up your routine a bit because it is so easy to also fall into autopilot. It's so easy to just go through the motions day in, day out. And I've heard of people like there are people I look up to that I, I consider mentors where they actively talk about like, trying new things, like doing like weird, like things that they've always wanted to do, like take up hip hop dance lessons, you know? And that's, I remember like hearing them talk about it. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, you know, and that sounds nice. You know, oh, if only I could do that one day, if only I had the time, you know, if only I had the extra money to invest in a class like that, you know, like, oof, oh, hip hop classes. I don't know if I'd like that. You know, like you start to get that, like your ego comes in the way and it tells you like why you shouldn't do it. Why that's a, a cute idea, but you won't act on it. You know, and they seem logical, absolutely logical. They're believable. Hell, I believed them for a very long time until one day I've had this thought of joining tennis for a very long time of 
practicing tennis. I've had it for a lot of a lot of things. Like I've had it for, I want to learn how to play the piano. I want to take voice lessons. Um, obviously I want to do tennis. I want to run a marathon. Like I've had these thoughts of like, hmm, that'd be cool. But you know, who has the time? I don't have the time. I got other things, more important things. You know, ooh, I'd rather, I'd rather binge watch Netflix. You know, like, ooh, that's a, that's a deep one. <laughs> um, but I had those thoughts of that were holding me back. The self-sabotaging thoughts, the keeping me safe, keeping me small, not experiencing things. So I went and was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to join tennis. I was like, here's my, whatever it was, three, $350. I was like, take my money. I was like, it's Tuesday nights. Okay, great. Can't, I was like, Tuesday night. Sounds good. Put it in the calendar. It's in my calendar. And I show up and I go and have fun and I suck at a sport, but it's just so like great. <laughs> It's great to suck. It's great to be new and learn it and to learn more about myself through this and to create connections and to have fun. You know, it, it, it is really great. So I'm like, I would heavily encourage you to follow those little nudges of the curiosities of the things that you've wanted to try, you know, and the things that you've wanted to maybe do by yourself or ask a girlfriend to come out for or whatever it might be. Follow those nudges and be okay with sucking in the beginning. I know this started off with me talking about an employee situation. I want to talk about that situation because I feel like it happens a lot and it's not something that's actually talked about. Like, and especially like the, the people who are in those management roles or whatnot. Like I know when I was, I don't know, like when I was in my, my early management days, yeah, I had these bosses who would, who would guide me on these things, who would, who would tell me. But I also, like I said, I recognize that there are the workplaces that don't talk about this, that don't model this behavior, that don't have this kind of conversation around like, hey, you're going to fuck up. Things are going to fuck up. People are going to fuck up. You know, it's, it, you have to look at it like what's, what's the pattern of behavior? Who's actually trying to be better? Who wants to be better? Who's, who's aligned? Who thrives? Who's, who's joined this? Who's enjoying their life? Who, then who is, who is not? Who's struggling? Where can you help them? How can you be a better manager for them? How can you serve them? you know, and then making decisions from there. Cause managing a team is fucking hard. There's a lot of dynamics and a lot of people don't realize, like <laughs> I've had it where employees have looked at my role and been like, Oh, that must be so easy. You have your big cushion salary. You get to make the decisions. And it's like, no, there's actually so much more that goes on behind it. Because when you, when you're a manager or when you're like a leader for the people, you genuinely care about them so much. I have lost sleep over the thought of not being able to give my staff hours in certain situations. It has made me absolutely sick to my stomach and I would sacrifice anything to make sure that they could have their hours so that they could put food on the table. Like that's a whole thing. Like I've, it goes deep for me, this love and care that I have for the people around me, especially being in a management role, I love it. So I know that that's how that, this conversation has started. And, but I also wanted to highlight the part of how I was able to bridge the gap from that workplace mindset to being able to share that compassion and that patience and that grace with myself while I am starting new things, while I am in the probation period of tennis, as an example. Like, I don't know if the probation period will ever end. <laughs> because it's it, life is about that, that growth journey, that growth mindset, figuring out so much about yourself figuring out how you work, how you think. Like, again, I'm leaning into like, my triggers are teachers. What is this? This is like, what is this trying to tell me? This is interesting. I'm, I'm following those. I'm following the nudges of curiosity to be curiosity in the sense of like, what are things that I've always wanted to try? Where have I denied myself certain experiences? Where have I held myself back? And this has gone, this mindset of just kind of 
leaning into more of my self-trust, my self-belief, my self-confidence, my self-love, it is actually such a weird and wild journey that I'm I'm thankful to be on, like I said, have the awareness, and this is something I'm really, really working through right now. Um, but I do, like, in this, like, self-awareness moment, the, the personal growth that I did within my role and how it translates into my now reality is something I'm so fucking grateful for, and I get so lit up talking about this. And that's why I kind of also love having a podcast, because then I can verbally process this, because... I know that someone will listen to this and they'll be like, they'll get it. They'll be like, yep, absolutely, baby girl. I see it. That's me. I've been there or I'm in there. And like, just know that we're in it together. (laughs) We're in this growth together at the end of the day. And, you know, life be happening. (laughs) The world is going to spin around. It's going to spin around. It's going to keep spinning. It's just making the most of each day. And there's... um. Like, there's this woman who's named Jen Gottlieb. I had the chance to see her speak in Arizona, and I'm actually, like, wildly obsessed with her content. I watch her every morning. She has, like, get ready with me videos and where she just asks questions and, like, she engages with her audience. And I'm like, I love that. I love just, like, in the morning, like, I throw that on while I'm getting ready for work. And I'm like, yes. And sometimes people ask some questions where I'm like, thank you, user number 55, whatever your username is. Like, I, that is the exact question I wanted to ask. (laughs) But one thing that Jen Gottlieb says often, and I'm going to butcher this, so if for Jen Gottlieb fans, like, please don't come at me (laughs) with this. But what she says is, what's going to matter at the end of the day is how I feel when when my head hits the pillow of my bed. How do you want to feel at the end of the day? Did you make the most of the day? Did you squeeze out every ounce of life that you could get? Did you do your best? Did you try? Like, that's the, the kind of the, the feeling that I'm going for. So I want to remove this need. I want to deconstruct it, dismantle it. This need to apologize for being a fucking beginner. Because at the end of the day, everyone starts somewhere in every capacity And stop fucking apologizing for it. You look at, you can't compare yourself to someone who has chapter 50s or 50 chapters when you're starting your chapter one. Maybe you can look at it for inspiration as to where you want to go, but everyone's journey is different. Everyone's evolution journey is different. And when you are genuinely trying to be the best version of yourself and you want to love yourself the fullest, like you know that that is what life is about. You know that there's more to life than just being miserable or mediocre. You know that this is a journey of your own growth and you are here for it. So let's stop fucking apologizing for growing. Let's stop apologizing for being a beginner. Yeah, that's my rant. That's my verbal processing for you today. Whew, I, this has been very cathartic for me. I hope it's been, I hope you have enjoyed it yourself. If this episode has resonated with you, please let me know. Like I would love 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 to hear to hear from you slide into my dms they're always open you can follow me at self-assured and savvy i love to hear from from people who are listening to podcasts it truly it genuinely makes my my heart like so giddy when someone sends me a dm or they text me and they're like oh girl i just listened to this episode and it was great i'm like ah, thank you i love it <laughs> um But yeah, so that's what I have for you today. I hope you have a great rest of your day or rest of your week whenever you're listening to this and know that I'm sending you so, so, so much love and I can't wait to be back again with you next week. All right, friends, bye for now.